Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the another episode of Behind the Sermon podcast. Uh, I'm in Dover location. Hey, hey. And I'm with Pastor Jeremy here. Yes. Hello. And Pastor Nate is now with us, so it will be just two of us, man. Just going at it. And maybe Having the Holy Spirit debate. is just here. Right. A cord of three strands in this podcast right now. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. Um, yeah, how was Fair Food Sunday for you? Incredible. It was fun. Uh, people had tons of fun. And uh, I think it was a blast. Just, just uh, hearing from people. Hey, this was needed. Yeah. Just to hang out more and new families and stuff like that. So it was fun. Yeah. But you, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it was really fun. It was, um, having it with baptisms was awesome. Yeah. And a big party. Um, but yeah, same, same thing. I think to have those events where like the structure is let's just hang out and yeah. eat food yeah. is such a thing that is needed. Right. I don't use the Christianese. Like we need the, we need the fellowship, like all right, that stuff. Right. But there's something to be said for that. Like we yeah. do, we do need that low key. There's not really a big agenda. It's just about hanging out and having fun. And then what a great way for someone who's new right. to the faith. Right. They don't need to come and join a class or anything right. like that. Like they can come and visit a church and just like eat food and sit with people. Yeah. I and think it's, it's great, you know, like, because not a lot of people grew up in this, right? Yeah. Not a lot of yeah. people saw this happening in their churches. Like, I don't even know any single person that attended. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, my church does this. Mm. I hear vice versa. Like, I hear opposite. Oh, my church does not do this. I like this. Like, this is awesome. One thing I love is is that um, a lot of times I feel like when, uh, you know, the whole idea of, like, giving your best, mm. giving your best. You think about when churches do, like, certain events, like, Oh, we're going to do a fair thing or we're going to do a, a dinner at the church. It's either potluck. Everyone's got to bring something. Right. Or it's, um, Italian night. We're going to do spaghetti and pasta yeah. with garlic bread that market basket donated or something like right. it's always like, and you know, sometimes that's useful. I think if you're doing that as like an outreach to like feed people who are in need, right. I think that's, that's good. It's not knocking people that do it. Right. But I love the, I love when we see events like this where the best we can comes out to where it's like, we won't just do food. We want to have fun. We want to make it an experience. We're going to break out some friolators and make like delicious, delicious things that are like putting our best forward. It's not just, Oh, well it's a church event. We can go halfway. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, for those who don't know what the best we can, that pastor Jeremy is uh, talking about. That's one of our core values. One of our core values. Yeah. That we, we hold it tight. You know, so, and as you were talking, it's just not just one core values. Like I think about all the volunteers, yep. hands on, man. Yeah. So another core value is together. Yep. You know, so I was like, wow, uh, honestly, it was just my team. This whole, whole uh, Fairful Sunday, it was just my team. Yeah. And I was like, so proud of them, right? Like they were doing everything. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. And I'm like, wow, these guys are core like together and just doing it you know That's having great. fun not yep. like burned out right because that can 
that can be one of another you know issue either yeah, but this was just not that hey let's come together as a family let's do this for the people and let's also have fun so that was just really awesome to see yeah, for yeah sure. it's happening but they're also having fun you know what was the best item you ate at your fair food oh uh, wow uh maybe uh sausage ah okay you guys were grilling yeah we were nice, grilling nice we had all kinds of tons of food <laughs> like yeah. sausage burgers uh hot dogs fried dough fried oreo fried yeah, twinkies fried oreos yeah. oh you did fried twinkies yeah ah, we were going to try and do um fried um um reese's oh. peanut butter cups cuz apparently that's a thing fairs do Oh. But we ended up not going with that. We did fried Oreos though. Those are good. And then we had, I think I talked about it last week when I was talking about things I was excited about, but it worked out so good. We had, we have a couple that is at our church that goes to actual fairs and sells like the $8 lemonades yeah, yeah, yeah. that are really good. They were just slinging lemonades, all both services. They were just going, wow. that was the longest line. Like, cause everyone kept going back for more. Yeah. Um, and it was like the best, <laughs> best addition yeah. was having this lemonade that was just like they had a family mm. recipe yeah, yeah, yeah. that was just like this awesome delicious thing that's awesome that addition i think was my favorite piece this uh, year we added uh, apple cider uh drink i thought you were gonna say vinegar yeah i was like i we drank apple cider vinegar <laughs> i was like, I, I was going to i was like no no no, no. apple cider <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 that's good <laughs> so yeah we added that that was good you know, warm. Yeah. Delish. Yeah. Delish. So this was a fun sermon and event, right? So we taught about baptism. Pastor Nate taught about baptism and then we had baptisms, um, which I thought was really kind of fun because um, it made it, it took the pressure off of me for the event. I felt like I didn't need to explain much about baptism because we just learned a whole, right. learned a whole message. So it's like, Let's just get into the celebration and go for it. I yeah, it was, was pretty really much fun. the same for us. I was like, I'm not going to explain anything. I was like, you come here. Let's just tell the story. Yeah, <laughs> you come much. here. I was going to dunk you. <laughs> Speed round. Pretty much. Sing that know? bridge again. I'm going to dunk six people. <laughs> so, but, uh, but it was cool. Like all three locations, we had quite good baptisms. And Dover, you guys have five this coming Sunday. Yeah. So after the message, the whole, the whole goal was Pastor Nate wanted to really teach through it and work through what people might be questioning, working through that. And uh, yeah, yeah, we had, we have five people signed up for the next one. So yeah. we, ha we already had, um, we had four. I forget what I sent as the number and I'm blanking You had right four. Now. We had four this Sunday. One that, that signed up, she was at first service and mm -hmm. wanted to stay and she went to the Welcome Center and got signed up. Nice. Um, so that was cool. So we had one person who was like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Let's do it. But now, yeah, five five people. That's, um, that's, that's insane. Five people that it seems like have, have been a part of Christianity for quite some time now. Yeah. Which is exciting. I think it's, um, it's amazing that Yeah, let's they, talk about that, right? Yeah. Let's talk about that. So... You see, you see that uh, a lot, like uh, people coming, attending church mm -hmm. for a long time, but not have taken that step, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do you think that it's common, like it's a common practice, you know, that, you know, a few, few things Pastor Nate talked through it, 
But why do you think that's common? Like growing up, what was what was it looked like for you? Like uh, when did you get baptized? Yeah. Like how was that? Yeah, so I was 18 when I got baptized, but I didn't get saved till I was 16, 17, right? So so I was older as it is. I think one of the things, and I had to wrestle with this when I got baptized too, I had been, uh, I guess I get, I'm getting my ages wrong. I, I was a part of the church for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And you almost have to fight through this embarrassment because it sounds like you've, you're just getting into Christianity. Mm. And, you know, I asked Nate, I was like, is this going to come off as, you know, when I was getting baptized, is this going to come off as, as weird that like I'm, I'm one of the worship leaders here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been leading people in worship and now I'm going to get baptized. Like, are they going to think that's kind of like suspicious yeah. or anything? Like, yeah. why is he just now? Did he not believe in Jesus until yeah, just yeah, now? Yeah. And so it's almost like once you get saved, uh, there's like a window of where you don't feel ashamed of how long you waited. Right. <laughs> and once you hit that threshold, it's like, oh, well, now I got to tell everyone. <sighs> that I, yeah. I, had, I never got baptized, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think Pastor Nate answered yeah, in such yeah. a great way of like, who cares? Yeah, Who cares? That's not what it's about. It's not about this time. Um, but I think that's the big thing. Mm. If, if you get saved and just you just so happen that two, two years pass, yeah. then you almost subtly think, if I get baptized now, they're going to think these past two years, I wasn't a Christian because right. there's been baptisms and I've never signed up or, yeah. you know, and, and all these different things. So mm. that's just my assumption based on how I felt when I was getting baptized and even reading some of the testimonies that are, that are coming in with people that are signing up this Sunday. It's like, yeah, I've been a Christian for a while. Right. And I'm just, I'm just now getting to it, you know? Right. And also it's, It's uh, everyone's walk is different, right? Right. Like, you know, you might get saved today and get baptized next week or like, you know, maybe God brings that conviction upon upon you that heavy that yeah. you want to right away. But then some people, some people wants to dig through it. Right. They wait. So it doesn't matter. Like, as you said, it doesn't matter uh, when, but it matters you do it. Right. Like, but, you know, but there is, there's a time that you don't have, don't take too long. You know, like Pastor Nate said, immediate. Right. You need to do it immediate. Like uh, one of the person in, in Dover that came this week is getting baptized next week. Right. You know, so, you know, there's an amazing testimony right. that he yep. wrote to you. You know, that's, that's awesome. Yep. You know, that. Yeah, that we're seeing that kind of immediate. You know, in his heart is like, yeah, I need to do it. Right. I got convicted. So so that's nice. But, you know, I would I would recommend, like, if you're still wondering if this is real, you know, it is. And it's a it's a commandment that right. Jesus gave it to all the believers. Yeah. All of us. That I think one thing that someone had brought up after, and they were just kind of thinking out loud about about baptism and, and saying, like, was it really a commandment that we had to get baptized to be saved? Not to be saved. Just, just, a, just a commandment that we have to get baptized. Cause they brought up, they were like, you know, the great commission even talks through, uh, it's almost like a commandment for us to go and baptize. Like it's not yelling at us. Like we need to immediately do it. And I was mm. like, yeah, but how do we baptize someone if we're not baptized in Jesus's name? 
Right. And the great command, the great commission is, is not for pastors only. Right. Right. It's for Christians. And so we inherit that commandment Mm. as we are given the great commission. Right. So the great commission, go tell the world, baptize them in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Well that to me, I feel like I inherit that commandment for myself. Right. Because, Mm. because it's a calling for me. Right. And so I, I think it really is like, it's not something, it's not something we can, choose whether or not to do mm-hmm. once we admit and realize that the great commission is our, is every Christian's calling. Right. We have to realize that's a commandment for us. Right. Right. Yeah. And, so, and also, also it does not mean that you need to go to Africa and, you know, just do it. You right. Know? This, where you live is, is the perfect ground for us to spread the good news. Right. You know, where you are, that's your, that's your home. That's your home ground for you to evangelize, you know, share the good news. You right. don't, when Bible says go and make disciples and baptize them in the fa- name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's not like, yeah, leave to Africa or leave to Middle East, leave to India right. and just do it. No, where you live, your neighborhood is right. your ground, right? So if they don't know about Jesus, it's our responsibility that we tell them, right? Yeah, and I mean, one... One could even argue, and we're going a little off topic of baptism, but that's fine. We're just going to go yeah, we'll go, go with it. One could even argue that the Great Commission really actually endorses we start locally first. When you look at how he uh, first in, what is it? First in Judea, then Judea. in Samaria, then to the ends of the earth. Yeah. If you look at the region they live, it's right. saying first where you are, right. then surrounding yeah. areas around you, yeah. and then to the ends of the earth. Yeah. So kind of the idea of, Oh, I get saved. I, I, we need to go preach the gospel to that tribe in right, right. Tanzania or yeah. whatever. Oh no, we should, we start here. Right. Then to Samaria. Then we expand to the U S then we expand to global. Yeah, it's I always think. important. The local, local mission, right? right? Local mission is always important. That's why we give tithe to our local churches. Right. It's important. We can give it to other people, but it's, it's important that we, do it because we are getting fed in the local church. Yep. We are, our commitment is to our local church. So it is important that it's our, it's our part of our DNA, yep. part of our spiritual journey. So it's also like, I think it's a lot harder. Um, it's a lot harder to, uh, to evangelize locally, right? It, it, what's easier someone you just met to evangelize to or your family member that doesn't know about Jesus. Right. And so for us to start in a more local realm, like that challenges us a little bit more right? to where by the time you get to missions work, it's your, your it confidence is built. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like confident. Uh, what, uh, so Pastor Nate went through like asking questions, um, questions on, you know, what's questions that he hears in baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to pull up the notes to see all the questions he asked, but he went through like, you know, here are some questions that we get. What is baptism? Do you have any that even he didn't bring up that you feel like you're working through, um, that you work through with people mm-hmm. often of like what baptism baptism is, what baptism isn't? Um, so one of the common thing is, do I need to get baptized to be saved? Mm-hmm. That's the yeah, common so that's one. one that that's, yeah, yeah, that's really common. Even Christians or non-Christians believe that, you know, like- Baptism is a big 
key of being Big saved. key. And another one that was really common that I got was, hey, I was baptized when I was this year's and I want to re-baptize myself. There's nothing called re-baptism in the Bible. Right. There's yep. nothing, you cannot prove that. Right. So those two are big, mm. important ones that I still get it. Yeah. You know, but teaching through, hey, you know, you don't have to, but uh, Pastor really said yep. really well, hey, if you're saved when you're 16, but before that you got baptized and you, you know, at the age of 15, you got baptized. And at the age of 17, you made Jesus as your personal savior, then you're not baptized. Right. You know, after your conversion, after you're making your personal confession and, you know, repenting of your sin, and then you made Jesus as your personal savior. And after that point from there, you have never baptized, then you're not baptized. Yeah. You have to get baptized. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's so well put, you yeah. know? So after your conversion, if you're not baptized, it doesn't care if you baptized before child baptism or even right. adult baptism. But if that never happened after the conversion or personally saying, hey, Jesus, I accept you as my personal savior. Yep. And today I'm following you. There's that's, you have to get baptized, right. you know? Yep. So I tell people, hey, there's nothing like rebaptism. or one of the questions is this, hey, people got saved, people got baptized, but they didn't walk the walk. They want to get rebaptized. I, I don't think Pastor Nate touched through that. Mm. But I don't think you have to rebaptize mm. yourself. It, it's always hard to work through that, right? Though, because, um, cause, so I've baptized someone who got baptized after they were saved right? previously. Mm -hmm. But they said, I, after thorough, ex thorough examination, I just said that I wanted to follow Jesus. Mm. And I did not do anything after that. Right. 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 Never right. read my Bible. I still attended church, but I just was like, yeah, I'll make Jesus. Sure. I'll make Jesus my savior. Right. Gets baptized. And now later, far, far later in his life decides, I think I want to be called into ministry mm -hmm. change, radical change in his right. life. And so it's like, I want to get baptized because I want to articulate I'm, I'm really surrendering. Mm -hmm. And before I was checking off a box. Mm. And so it is, it feels very situational in a way. Like there right. are, there are like ways to work through it. I think ultimately God cares about the heart behind. Right. And, know. and also like, I, as I was mentioning before we started the podcast, like I got baptized just because everyone was getting baptized mm. at my age in yeah. my church. Yep. So at my church, baptism is huge. Like it's like- Rite of passage. Yeah, like, like it's just very strict, very like Pentecostal, right? Pro-Pentecostals. So I'm like, oh, okay. Everyone's my age is getting baptized. So they look down on me if I don't. It's like, oh, you're not getting baptized? Oh, look at, they mock my parents. You know, it's just like big thing. So I'm like, oh, Everyone signed up. All right, I'm yeah, signing yeah. up. So I did that and I never walked the walk after that, mm. right? I never walked. But then when I hit 21, that's when I was like, Lord, man, 
this is real, you know? God is real. And I knew God. I knew Jesus. I knew, I experienced it. You know, I spoke in tongues, you know, like I've, I've seen, demonstrated in the work of the Holy Spirit. I've done all that, but it's just, it was just that real, as you mm. said, real radical change in my heart. God, what, what am I doing? So I had to shift everything in yeah. my life, mm -hmm. but it was just me and God moment. And I said, God, you know, come live inside of me. Yeah. I don't need this world. So from there, it was just, you know, I I didn't get rebaptized. It was just God. It was a commitment I yeah, made with absolutely. God. You know, so uh, I often say you don't have to re get rebaptized, but if that makes you better in your emotional or your personal life, that all right, I need you just for the sake of it. I want to yeah. publicly confess it. Do it. Right, you know, but I tell them, hey, it's not, it's not necessary. It's not right. in the Bible that right. you have to rebaptize. But if that makes you feel like, all right, I want to commit, you know, yep. just do it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I think that's good. And and obviously, if you're getting to the realm of like you've had four baptisms because you yeah, keep yeah. trying to rabbit, you know, maybe you should maybe yeah. you should take a different approach in your right. in your right. learning, you know, and and look for a different way. Right. Uh, I feel like there's been kind of this, this surge of the belief that the purpose of baptism is to wash away sin. Mm. This is a thing that I, I found myself yeah, talking a to a lot of people is that they, um, I've been a Christian for a while. I got baptized when I was younger, but, but I've, I've made a lot of mistakes since then. I've right. sinned uh, against God a lot and I want to, you know, and in, in a lot of their verbiage, it's like, I want to make myself like clean before him. Yeah. And, and there's this weird new thing of like the belief that that's almost like, almost like you get dunked and now you sin no more. Yeah, that's yeah. the, that's the expectation mm -hmm. of you. Mm -hmm. Um, which I, I think has a lot of flaws in it, but, yeah. but that's one that I've always felt like I've been talking to people through like, Hey, just so you know, um, it's only through the yeah. death of Jesus that your sins are, are washed away and forgiven. Maybe right. it's that language that's confusing that we say washed away. Like that's the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, so you think washed is bat is water and baptism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there's that. I, I've had more conversations of people saying, I want to be baptized. Why do you want to be baptized? I've sinned so much. I want to be washed clean, clean. Yeah. so God can forgive me. Right. And so then it's like kind of a new conversation, mm. but, um, but do you feel like there's that stigma? I feel like now there's this, this weird stigma of like from baptism on, we sin no more. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I, I think, I, yeah, I understand where, what you're talking about. I think there is because, uh, you know, that's a pressure, right? So like, oh my gosh, like now I'm publicly in front of everyone, I'm getting baptized and, you know, growing up, like even I thought like, wow, getting baptized, I should not sin. Right. You know, that's what I grew right. up with. Like I should not this sin. This is a fresh start for me. Yeah. Right? So right. like I should not sin. And then the worst thing was uh, they will never serve communion. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they'll say, hey, if you sinned, we're not going to serve communion. You should pass the elements to the other person. Really? Yeah. So I, I have like, not heard that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Interesting. And, you know, so it was like, oh, oh my gosh. That's a the, great way to save on communion supplies. You know, no one should be taking it. <laughs> so it was like <laughs> so much pressure, right? So much. I'm like, all right, it's still, what is happening? So yeah. like I've done it. I have literally passed my communion cup to the oh, other so people sad. thinking that, yeah. yeah, I did commit a sin this week. So I should not take it. So I did pass it. Man, that's sad. So I'm like growing up, it was just that, right? Mm. So I'm like, okay, like that is what I'm teaching. But then I get that, like, you know, because that is a pressure that, you know, the church, the background, we don't know how right. those people are brought up, but it's just, wow. Yeah, that is insane to think like that is a requirement after yeah. baptism. That's not... Nobody's perfect. Right. Nobody is perfect. Even, you know, disciples walking with Jesus, the man, the legend, the myth. Right. Even they betrayed him. Right. You know, that is form of sin saying, yeah, I reject you. Right. Right. If they can, you know, they were walking close with Jesus. Right, yeah. Having that fellowship with Absolutely. him. You know, still... They betrayed, they did, they slept while Jesus was praying. Hey, can you be awake when I'm praying? Pray, sleeping. And they, when he came back, they had to say, hey, can you not stay awake yeah. for this long while praying? You know, still, you know, we all do flaws. We do have flaws, but it's not a requirement. Like after baptism, it's like, you're washed clean. Yeah. Let's go. Sin no more. It's not that it's again, baptism is becoming more closer to God saying, Hey, I, I have flaws. I will have flaws, right? but I'm going to try my best to live a life according to your standards. Yeah. You know, I think that's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, uh, I feel like this should be a term because we have kind of the secular term of like, toxic masculinity, right? Yeah. Where you, oh, I can't, I can't cry because yeah. man, I'm not a man. I'm, I can't, you know, all this stuff that we yeah. have that term. I feel like there is an underlying, there's a toxic Christianity mm. that exists where uh, I'm saved. I get baptized. I'm perfect now, or yeah. I need to be perfect now. Right. And which leads us into like feeling the need for, for, like recommitting our lives after every sin and right. re, you know, all this stuff. And there's this toxicity of like, this is how we need to view Christianity. Right. And it's such a dangerous place for us to be. And, and honestly, we, I just feel like we're really great at overcomplicating, really great at overcomplicating something <laughs> as simple and as, as beautiful as, as baptisms. Oh, you right. Know what I mean? like, right. Yeah. Even like just thinking about the baptism, it's a ceremony immersing yourself in the water you know, like just a representation of it. You know, we even verbalize it. It's a symbolic representation. Right. Like you, you know, dying to yourself, you know, it's not like you're dying right there. Right. You know, like you're just, it's a visual representation. Hey, spiritually and mostly your physical death is happening right now. Like, you know, but resurrecting with Jesus in your inner man. Your spiritual man is awakened. Yeah. Your physical is still there, but your spiritual man is awakened and you're drawing more closer to 
Jesus right. and not the world. So I think it's important to people to know that uh, that's a great point that, you know, it's not like, all right, baptism happened. I cannot sin. Right. Baptism will happen again and you will sin. We are humans. Right. But the right thing is you repent of your sins. Right. That, that's what matters. Right. You don't have to re-baptize yourself, but every sin you commit, knowingly or unknowingly. Right. Yeah. I think if you struggle with that belief, like if you're listening to this and you struggle with that belief, a lot of what Paul writes would help you. So talking through like, we are made right with Jesus. Right. Uh, so our sins now don't matter. Does that mean we keep sinning? No, no. Uh, we are, we're made holy through Jesus. This is a process that we're making to rid ourselves of sin. And uh, I think Paul does a really great job in a lot of his books, a lot of his letters to the church, right? trying to reconcile that. So apparently it's been a belief that has even gotten through in the early church as well. So it makes sense that we'd still right. struggle and it's, with Everything that, right? is a process, right? As you said, like you don't be baptized first and then get saved. Right. You don't do that. Right. You know, you get saved and then get baptized. Why? Because there's a process of, you know, you being convicted in the first place and saying, God, Jesus, I accept you as a personal savior and learning about who Jesus is for me, not for yeah. you, not for anyone else, but for us personally. And then you make that commitment to take the next steps. There's Would, a process. Do you think the, and I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. So maybe there's things that would, prove this wrong. And I think you have a better education than I do in it, but, um, <laughs> but this idea of like the only thing, the only thing spiritual about baptism is the fact that we are being obedient and we're learning to be obedient. Right. So in the sense of, um, we're not all the sins we committed before baptism those were forgiven when we got saved. So those aren't getting forgiven as we, as we get dunked. Um, we've, if we've been saved, we've already received the Holy spirit into our lives, mm -hmm. right? The Holy right. spirit's been there. So we don't, we don't have to wait to get baptized to receive the Holy no. spirit. No. Um, getting baptized, does not strengthen our resistance to sin spiritually. No. Um, so the only spiritual thing is where we are, starting to walk our life out like Jesus. We're starting to step into an obedience driven life because we love God, right? right. We're, we're being obedient because we love him. And, and if he asked us to run a 5k when we get saved, we'd run right. a 5k when we get saved, right. not that it would make us holier, but it's because he just said we should do that to show everyone we're, right. we're saved. And I think, uh, while it's, it's hard cause you don't want to diminish the moment. Because no. baptism is still so amazing right. and it's so much fun to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And I've always loved the way that we do baptisms. I know mm -hmm. some churches, uh, you know, they'll play a worship song and then just like mass dunk yeah, the yeah. whole time. I like that we take time right. in our service. Mm -hmm. We talk about who invited them. We yeah. talk about what they answered in when we were talking to them about it. We share right. a little bit of their testimony. Right. And um, I think that's really mm. like, I just love the way that we always, always do it. Yeah. But it's not like a big spiritual moment. It's just like uh, our us as believers coming together and just being really excited that right. someone is saying, I'm going to be obedient enough yeah. to do it. And it's celebration, right? Right. It's always a blast. 
it's not a sad moment. It's not like like this past week we uh, we baptized a couple from Philippines. Oh, cool! You know they they moved to Plymouth and they found us online. They found us online, and then they were just got plugged in for weeks now. And now fourth week they took that next step. That's awesome! And I was like, wow, how cool is that? From Philippines all the way from Philippines now residing in Plymouth and now you're you wanting to take that next steps to follow God to uh, to to be baptized right. and to get plugged in the church I'm like wow what a God we serve right you know all the way from there bringing them to the US and getting plugged into the church that believes in the baptisms of the right. Holy Spirit and baptism water baptisms and and celebration amazing celebration and uh uh i think it's you know they obeyed yeah what their heart did yeah you know that. so that's a key that, you know and also uh baptism is a public declaration they could have just kept that in their heart right and not tell anyone right about their conversion or christianity but they were bold enough to say step up and say hey pastor i want to get baptized yeah that's what matters you know like yeah god convicts us in our hearts but the action that we take is important right as well as the conviction that's happening in your heart yep. so if you as pastor nate said if you're if god was speaking to you right now and i preach you know the qr code will be on on the screens, yeah. scan it, sign up, you know, it. sign up for the next baptisms. You know, we want to do it because we don't want to be selfish. Yeah, We want to teach through it because it's it's so important that we do it. And uh, even people listening, you know, if you have not taken that steps, we have a baptism that is coming up this coming Sunday yep. at our, all of our locations, Milton, Dover, and yep. Plymouth. They'll be set up. Is sign up. Because it is, we want to celebrate this with you, and uh, we want to publicly celebrate this with yeah. you, not just your private moments. There's also because there's quite a bit of like differences in how people believe it. Like, I don't think I, I think everyone should feel comfortable enough to ask just clarifying questions. Right. Explain to me your life, and let's decide together. Right. If you need to be baptized. Right. Or maybe you'll just have a sense of relief of like you were putting a false pressure on yourself. Right. And you're and it's fine. You have been obedient. Let's just get back on the path. Maybe you walked away a little bit. Get back on the path and walk through it. But, but there's nothing to be ashamed about. No. And uh for people to talk through that. Right. I think I think we were we were talking about it before before a podcast. I think it's it's a pressure that comes with the culture. Mm. It's not even in the church, right? It's not even in the church. The culture has so much influenced the church that, you know, the people in the church has adapted that culture into the church. Right. So even if we want to change, you know, the culture is so strong that they don't accept the change. You yeah. know, so it's hard, right? Like they want to, like, as you said, they I've been going here for 20 years, never got baptized. There's a humongous pressure of people. Right. Maybe you, you, you will never have it, but it's just like, oh my gosh, like I want to, but then I'm not going to take the next step because 
now I'm thinking what people will think, what the church will think. Right. God will never think that. You know, God thinks, hey, you're taking the step. Let me be with you. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's what He does. He wants to celebrate with us, and um, I want to encourage everyone who's who who's listening, who's struggling in inside of you. That you know, you've been attending Restoration Church for a long time. You have not taken that step. It's okay. It's okay. We are not going to condemn you. I I bet none of our pastors will even ask you like why this late we're not going to we want to celebrate with you in your walk in your journey so don't hesitate right don't hesitate we will never yeah. know unless you come and tell us i think you know <laughs> one thing you just made me think of when you were talking about how outside culture comes in i feel like something that would hold people back and this is a you'd have to have a personal heart check with this um this is a very public thing. Has your Christianity been a private matter Mm. to the entire world around you? Right. So Mm. it might be a heart check of if I get baptized and that church posts a picture of me or I get baptized during first service, Mm. which is online Mm. and my coworker finds out that I'm a Christian, um, she's going to hate me. They're going to hate me. He's going to hate me, whatever. Um, that's a big heart check too, because what you're saying is I, I don't want my faith to be public. Right. I don't want to do the public declaration of faith right. because my coworkers don't know mm. that I'm a Christian yet. Right. And uh, I think that's like, that's a big thing that I think would hold people back too, is they've struggled with even making their faith public. Right. Yeah. And, and I think Pastor Nate talked about it. Yeah. Pride. One of the yeah. issues is pride, yeah. you know, uh, that's that's something that a lot of people struggle right within the church uh, forget about the outside world within the church people struggle it yeah. because the culture has so much influenced them right. personal in their personal walk you know you know that they don't have to because now they're like oh i've been serving in this position leadership position for a long time my status of that of that position or like my walk, what is, what are they going to think about me? Right. You know, but you know, again, we're not thinking anything, you, you know, you know, it matters what God thinks about. You. Right. It doesn't matter what pastor Nate thinks or like, it just matters how your heart is connected with God. Right. And I think, you know, the culture has so much, so much, like in in people's lives where they don't want to do that public declaration. Right. You know, they don't want to take that next steps. Even like serving, they don't want to do it. It's just, why should we? Like, yeah. no, like that's one of what, you know, Jesus says, you know, just it's it's important for us. It's not just cliche or like, it's not just, Oh, okay. We'll just go attend and just, you know, check and then come back. Oh, I got baptized. All right. Now it's fine. And mm-hmm. I think I'm a good Christian in people's hearts and, you know, people's eyes. And now I can do whatever. So he, Pastor Walt, 
text me, hey, baptism is coming. Right. Are you, did you register? Yep. Did you register? Oh, man, this guy is asking every time, all right, let, let me just do it. Right. But it's just in your heart. You yeah, know? I think if any part of your baptism is remaining secretive, right? Yeah. That might reveal a heart issue with you. So, uh, all right, my, my kid's getting baptized. I just, I won't tell... I won't tell my husband. <laughs> I won't tell like, Oh no, no. Cause yeah. if it's, if it's something that you're trying to make private, mm. that's a piece that's a little dangerous. Um, final thought and question for you. And I guess well, for me too, I don't know. I have an opinion on it, but um, can pastors be the only people that baptize people? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, there is nothing that is, that can prove that statement right. in the Bible. Yep. You know, even the great commission. If it's adopted by everyone. Yeah. It's adopted uh, by everyone. You know, yeah. And even in the great commission, it, it was not Jesus saying, hello, pastors, prophets, apostles, teachers, and evangelists go, go and, to the, go and make disciples and, and baptize them in the name of father, son, and the Holy spirit. It was not that. Right. It was just for regular people like us. Yep. You know, when I preach, I said, even disciples, they were not religious leaders. They were not like apostles or like, they were not like two, they were like fishermen or like carpenters, Right. you know, they were all like symbol trades. They had trades. Yeah. People, yep. they pulled and he said, go, go make right. disciples and baptize them. All, all that they required, maybe required was to have that personal relationship with God. Right. You know, right. not like, right. oh, from the street, someone came in. Yeah, I want to get back. I, I want to baptize you. You know, right. You know, not, not that way, but. No, but you, you still think what an interesting concept of um, you're bringing your, your friend to church. Right. Did you realize the great commission? Like you can walk that out the entire way with your friend, right. with your coworker. Mm -hmm. You can ask them those questions and and potentially if you're able to be there and not just be like, my only job is to get them in the door. The pastor takes care of the rest. Right. You could get to a point where they say, well, if I get baptized, like, could you do it? Or, right. And I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, I obviously when we do baptisms, I'm, I do it at, at Dover because I'm the pastor. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I loved it. Yeah. Until I started doing it. Cause yeah. I was always, I did the worship team. I played behind it and I loved that. I didn't realize how much I loved being a part of that. Mm. And I remember the first round of baptisms that we did. I didn't really, I wasn't really the pastor to anyone getting baptized yeah, yeah, yeah. because I'd just taken the role. Right. And so I felt a little counterfeit in it. Like, yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> I know you've been meeting with Nate a bunch. He, he, he's actually helping out another location this week. Yeah, What's your yeah. name? You know, uh, like, yeah, and so yeah, I yeah, felt yeah. like very counterfeit at it. But then after I had been there and, and then the second round of baptisms were mm. my friends and the people I had been meeting with. Right. And I was like, I love this. Yeah. And I really think that is something that we all should take that ownership in because it is so much fun to do with right. your friends right. to take that to take that and it ensures that their that their souls taken care of by not just the pastor or the systems the church has in place right, right. it's your responsibility too right. if it's adopted by all it's we all have the great commission right so i just uh i just think that's um i felt the same way obviously that yeah. I, I want i'd love to have if someone's getting baptized and like but you know this person is who's been really explaining then let's let's have, all have a conversation and figure yeah. out what that would look like. 
My only caveat would be if you're going to go alone in a lake with that person so no one else knows, right. that would reveal a hard issue of being secretive, which we've already discussed. Yeah. But uh, if you're also, trying to make it private with that person, that's that's weird. Right. You want it to be public with your church. Mm-hmm. I want to touch base with what you said. Uh, uh, that's a great question. You know, you asked uh, about, um, oh man, it just passed through my- If pastors? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would just think, uh, because I've heard that a lot, because, uh, you know, that teaching that is in the church, you know, but I was just thinking through Middle East, it's hard. We have uh, underground churches, right? you know, you expect pastors to be there for every, every baptism. Heck no. Yeah. You know, like it's not easy there. It's not like Sunday morning. Yeah. It's, right all, you know, fancy and we have worship team. It's not like that. There might be one leader and they might not even be pastor. It yeah. might be a small group as a church because it's underground. It's, it's a Muslim nation. It's, it's, you gotta do it. Do you say, hey, I cannot baptize you because you're not a pastor? No, like Jesus wants right. this to happen. Right. So like, people who's thinking that Pat only pastors can do it. I don't, I don't think that's the way because you think outside of the box and think about Middle East, India, Hindu nation, you know, other countries where Christianity is not common practice. Yep. You cannot people, people get killed for having, you know, uh, worshiping Jesus, you know, stuff like that. So, yep. uh, so yeah, I think you got any uh, you got any book recommendations? Oh boy, uh, I've already said it once, but I think it applies really well to the message. So I'll rec I'll I'll give a double recommendation. Send it, bro. Maybe triple. I don't know. I keep recommending the book, um, but Immediate Obedience mm-hmm. um, by Rod Loy. Um, it just talks about that, and and even Pastor Nate doing that quote: uh, "Delayed obedience often leads to disobedience." disobedience. Um, he hits that really hard in that book um, that I just think it would be really useful for people. Mm. Um, I'm trying to look up too. I believe there is, um, there's a great series in the Bible Project podcast that's about baptism. Um, Bible Project, they do illustrations. Um, they do, uh, yeah, they do, um, awesome, beautiful illustrations trying to describe different things in the Bible to help you understand it. Yes. And their podcast that they do is like the planning session for those illustrations. Ah. Um, so either way, that podcast is really good. They have in um, how to read the Bible. They have some episodes mm. um, all about stuff like that. Um, and it's really cool to, to watch and learn. That gets you some of the history behind baptisms and how it actually plays an importance throughout the entire Bible, not mm-hmm. just the start of Jesus's ministry. And you get to kind of hear about the history. So either way, there you go. Those are some good things. Thanks for listening guys and gals. Uh, Cause I, you know, I don't want to be that guy, but uh, thanks for listening. See you guys God next bless week. You.